You're listening to the Thunder Post Game Show on 107.7 The Franchise. Welcome in. Franchise First Take Thunder Post Game Show. Where the Thunder lose 103-100 to against the New Orleans Pelicans here at the Paycom Center. But for your post-game crew, I am Matt Burton. And as always, I am joined by Drake and Josh. That's right. That's right. That's right. Drake Vitito, Josh Conant, uh, myself and Drake are here at Flint Restaurant underneath the Colcord Hotel. Come on out. Say what's up. See what's inside. <laughs> Come on out to Flint. Uh, see what's going on here at Flint. They have their Valentine's Day menu uh, rolling out these next couple days. Um, we we didn't get uh, didn't get too crazy on the menu and order the uh, Chateau Briand. I believe that's how you uh, pronounce it. Listen, anytime it I fantastic. hear anytime I hear something French, something that sounds French that isn't uh, you know wine, right. uh, count me in. But uh, lo and behold, we we went with the huge. Yes, it, it looked fantastic. Uh, Drake had the ribeye. I had the New York strip. Uh, I did substitute the uh, their their new Dauphinois potatoes. Dauphinois. Dauphinois. Yes. Uh, and you're asking me what are those? Just picture a gratin a gratin potatoes. That's right. Uh, but just very more thinly sliced. Like chips, except they're not they're pancakes. Not fried. They're not pancakes. They're crepes. Right. Like Ricky Bobby. They're That's just right. really thin pancakes. They're just really thin. A gratin potatoes uh, is what I was told from Matt up at the bar. Come out, uh, say what's up to Matt, say what's up to Kevin in the bar, and they'll take fantastic care of you, uh, as they always do for us here at Flint. But, gentlemen, uh, first off, it's been a while since we've been at Flint. Um, it's been a while yes. since we've had a post game. Uh, last time we had a post game was uh, against the Lakers when LeBron broke the record. So, uh, first off, we'll just check in. Drake, how are we doing tonight? Doing well uh, on the eve of, you know, Valentine's Day, never a bad time, but God, I was I was in such a good mood, and yeah. the Thunderman, they just they just bring me down. When you, I hate having expectations again. It's I been know. it's been a little bit since we've you know had expectations for a team, but man, absolutely, absolutely. Josh Conant back in studio tonight. Josh, how are we feeling? Man, we're feeling good. I kind of agree with Drake. Having expectations for the Thunder, it's not fun. It's not fun with these close games. You want Isaiah Joe to hit that game-winning three. It looked so good. Then it just hit the back of the rim and fell out. Really unfortunate, but the fact that we're enjoying these games that much and they are this close, they're the same team we've been talking about for, I would say, last year and this year now. They just keep fighting. They're in every single game, no matter how good the other team is. So I love this Thunder team, man. Right. I didn't enjoy tonight's game. I'm, yes, and we will absolutely get into uh, tonight's game. Yeah, the 103-100 loss to the Pelicans, the um, the undermanned Pelicans tonight. No season yeah. to call them. Obviously, no Zion Williamson um, amongst more injuries. Too. Uh, Dyson Daniels they didn't have as well. Uh, so this is a very shorthanded Pelicans team. Um, but I can tell you who was not shorthanded tonight, and that was Brandon Ingram. Uh, 34 points tonight. Um, and especially down the stretch, I mean, he started off what he had their first twelve, 12. points, their first had twelve first points, 12. Um, and then Set to, the tone. to close the game, man. I mean, he was he was hitting some shots where there was nothing more that Lou Dort could do except be you know six nine. Like right. that's, that's the only thing Lou Dort could have done differently was be a, just a little bit taller 
uh, those were some of the tough shots that Brandon Ingram was hitting tonight. And, uh, I mean, Drake, for, for Brandon Ingram, I mean, he, he's awesome. He's been an all-star before. Uh, he went to Duke, and um, no, he was <laughs> no, but he, he is one of those guys that's kind of like that's kind of a little bit slept on as far as how good he actually is. I mean, yeah. he just proves it tonight how dangerous he can be when he has it rolling. Well, I think a I think a little bit of it tonight was just that he's just now getting back from injury. Um, but I mean, he's been just straight hooping, balling out ever since, uh, and it all started tonight with the twelve points. I, I was really disappointed with the Thunder tonight. I, I think this is a game they should have won. It's a game that they were favored in uh, in Vegas, but it felt a little bit like a, a a little bit like a playoff game. Let me let me explain myself. The whistles um, weren't going the way of the Thunder. Okay, yep. um, the whistles just weren't really happening in general. Very playoff esque. Um, and we always question, you know, how does this team look when, you know, calls aren't happening, going their way, shots aren't falling. And to their credit, they stayed in it yeah. for pretty much all the game. Um, but give credit to the Pelicans. They were able to stay at a arm's distance away. But with that being said, uh, the Thunder, pretty sloppy. Pretty sloppy game altogether. 17 turnovers, I believe, for the team. They forced uh, New Orleans to uh, turn over 19 times. But just a really sloppy game. And uh, a game that the Thunder have been allergic to all season, getting to 500. That game before 500, they just don't like yep. getting uh, there. But, no, pretty sloppy game overall for uh, for the boys in blue. Yeah, super messy game. You guys pointed out Brandon Ingram just going off. It's what he does. He gets his space. He gets his shot. Once he finds it, the other team's unlucky. Like <laughs> Once he gets hot, the other team is not, not going to be able to defend it, so I'm sorry. Um, Valanciunas, obviously just a bully. It's what he does. He's such a big guy. And for a Thunder team that does not have a big man or at least a true big man, JRE coming back, that's great. Um, he, he did not play that good tonight. Over 0-4 from deep, 0-5 from the field. Uh, only three rebounds, being our power forward, being our starting guy. Not starting guy, but our big guy. I, I would expect some more from him, even though it's his first game back. But uh, they got a lot of size, got Brandon Ingram, and a super, super messy game by the Thunder. Yeah, absolutely it was. I mean, t- time to point out some um, some of the positives tonight uh, for the Thunder. And, and Drake, I- I'm with you. I mean, it just this is a game the Thunder should win. Yeah. And we've we've kind of talked about this before in the post game, but uh, this is where this this version of the Thunder team uh, of the Oklahoma City Thunder should make teams start to pay for. Oh, we'll just rest our guys against yeah. Oklahoma City. They, yep. they should they should make teams pay uh, for you know resting guys, resting CJ McCollum, uh, Dyson Daniels. I don't, I don't know if they've been out for a while, but I know I, I and I know obviously Zion's been hurt like for a while too, so he yeah. wasn't getting rested. But it felt like okay, Oklahoma City. You know we'll we'll get you back for the next game. We'll rest you. These are the games that the Thunder, this version of the Thunder, excuse me, should absolutely uh, win. But positives tonight. I, I mean J Dub. To me, was probably the player of the game for the Thunder. Far right? I mean, yeah, uh, twenty-two points, seven boards, four assists, two steals, and a block. He was nine of fifteen from the field, two of three from three-point range. I mean, he had a step-back three to in the in the first half that was uh, insane. Had a great behind-the-back pass to Shea uh, in transition. Uh, I mean, I'm... he's pulling off some stuff that I I just. Like he is the steal. He is the steal of the draft. He is the one hundred percent steal of the NBA draft. What I really liked from him tonight was, you know, for that pretty much, I'd say the majority of that first quarter, even maybe going into the second quarter, Thunder weren't physical. I mean, the Pelicans were getting whatever they wanted on the floor, and I think what really kind of turned a little key there 
uh, midway through the second was that J-Dub steal. I believe it was on, I think it was either Alvarado or Ingram. And he gets a steal, Alvarado fouls, and he, like, I mean, he screams. You can yeah. see him, like, getting juiced up. Like, it was just like a shot in the arm that the Thunder needed that hadn't hadn't been there for the first quarter uh, going into the second. But, I mean, the play of the game for me easily was his behind-the-back pass in transition to uh, SGA. That was real nice. But, like you said, he, he plays beyond his ears. Easily the steal of the draft for the Thunder. I like the energy he brought tonight, a night where energy was not uh, not easily seen by the Thunder on the floor. Yeah, I feel like J-Dub, I, I want to call this his most underrated night because I feel like he was doing a lot of things that really don't show up that much on the stat sheet. Two steals, four assists, seven rebounds, 22 points. That's great. Uh, but I really just feel like his energy on the court tonight was a different, a different animal. Like, his energy is unbeatable. It's hard to outrun him whenever he is full speed and gets his head down and drives to the paint. He does it, I would say, as good as SGA at this point or at least near it. Um, and J-Dub is a rookie, guys. Like he, He's obviously the steal of the draft um, in the entire draft, not just for the Thunder. J-Dub's an insane talent, and he's only going to go up from here, I'd say. so. I would have been really impressed with the Thunder Knight if they were able to get this win because this, you know, we, we talk about a lot uh, this season where they seem to, al- not always, but most of the time they're crawling from behind. Yeah. But what it's, it had a, those games have a different feel to them because they're going on like these 12, 13 and no runs, but yeah. this felt like more of a clawback game. Like, no one's doing really great right. offensively. Um, you're not always getting those defensive stops that you need. So, I say that because, you know, when you start to have these expectations, I mean, these are the kind of games that you're going to be like, oh, okay, you know, this. these are the kind of games that you might get during the playoffs. And yeah. if you can get those scratchy wins, those tough wins, I mean, it, it, it looks good on the resume. I think even with the Pelicans being shorthanded tonight, I think it would have been a pretty great win considering how off everyone was tonight mostly yeah. everyone was tonight but yeah. lo and behold that didn't happen and I, I mean i'm with you it felt like okay thunder thunder cut it to one possession and then uh trey murphy hits a three and then and and brandon ingram hits an insane shot jose alvarado hits a three like, thunder it, gets it just, a turn thunder right. turns the ball over they can't right. get out of their own way yeah Absolutely. I'm, I'm, we, I'm right there with you we uh and last one before we get out of here and get to uh uh, tank commander in the next segment, and then uh, around the association, uh, Shea Gildas Alexander. Um, I-, I mentioned to you before the game tipped off that the two guys that have given him the biggest problems yep. um, were Jeremy Grant, who he kind of re-answered that question again uh, against Portland the other night, whenever he just went absolutely crazy, and then Herb Jones from from the Pelicans, who gave Shea a little bit of fits. And and now, listen, like the final stats I'm I'm about to read are going to be like, hey. Yeah, what are you talking about? He had right. He had twenty four points, ten rebounds, five assists. Uh, he didn't really struggle that much. He was eight of twenty one from the field. That's yeah. not norm. That's not what we're used to seeing from Shea. We're used to seeing Shea be you know eleven of seventeen or right. you know so, something like that, like over fifty percent. And uh, Herb Jones, I think, was just making it a little bit tough on him uh, to to drive into the lane and kind of get whatever he wanted. Now that's it, it was not just Herb Jones. No. They were making sure, and a lot of teams now, making sure that not Shea Gilgis Alexander, like someone other than Shea Gilgis Alexander, is going to beat them. There would be and, a lot of high. There would be right. a lot of high screens, and they just double the screen right. and get the ball off out of his yeah, hands. Make him get the ball out, get of it out of his but hands. But so. I will say this: Bi didn't play last time this Pelicans team played the Thunder, yeah. so it probably was a lot easier for Herb, especially with Bi going off the way he was. He probably had a little bit more focus on the defensive end. He didn't have to pitch in as much on the O. Right. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, I mean, Shea Gilgis-Alexander, I mean, he, 
Yeah, fine. I mean, he was he, he didn't make a three. He only shot two, but um, was eight to nine from the free throw line. But uh, I mean, Drake, what did you see from Shea tonight? I mean, uh, again, looked a little bit frustrated at times, but I think it's a um, it's a mixture. Yeah. I, I think. I'm going to give flowers to Jones. Really, yep. the committee. It was, it was it guarding was. by committee. I think the Pelicans had a pretty good tragedy of getting the ball off of his hands on that high screen because they like to do, they like to do that. It gives him the space he needs to work. But I, I think it's also just Shea missed some. Shea yep. missed some that he yep. usually makes, and that, that was the story for this whole Thunder squad. There was a lot of open threes that they missed, a lot of putbacks that they missed, a lot of shots that we've seen this Thunder team, team make again and again. They didn't hit. So a mixture of those things, but also um, he was getting he was getting a little peeved. He was getting a little yep. peeved at the refs tonight. The refs were uh, the refs were uh, holding the whistle, which is I'm not complaining. I mean that's what it's going to be when you get to that next spot with the play in the playoffs. That's what that's what the refs are going to be like. But no, I I, I totally think that a mixture of those three things are the reasons why Shea did what he did tonight. But with all that being said, I mean I think he pitched in in other areas besides scoring. Yeah, I mean he was dishing it. He was he was going in getting rebounds. He was playing defense on Brandon Ingram about as well as anyone was. Uh, but Brandon Ingram was doing Brandon Ingram things. But I think Shea had a pretty okay night tonight. But I think he pitched it in other ways when he wasn't getting it done scoring. Yeah, I think I was a little disappointed by SGA tonight. Obviously, you guys pointed out, but just the body language, it kind of gave me Luca vibes, which I don't like when Luca is always complaining or always looking upset, just not not putting in 100%. And tonight kind of looked like that. I don't want to compare the two. Obviously, two completely different things. I don't think we've seen that from SGA consistently enough to call him that or say he's got attitude issues like Luca does. Um, but I think he was just getting frustrated with the no calls, with the uh, with the defense, which defenses at this point are starting to learn how to defend him. They're just throwing different looks at him. If you can do that and get him off the ball, you're doing a good job. You're doing what you should be doing on a defense against an all-star player like SGA. But the attitude and the, and the stuff like that, I, I just don't want it to be a consistent thing. I don't think it will be. Um, but it was just something that I didn't like seeing personally because I really don't like when Luca complains every other call. We uh, rarely like see does. we rarely see SGA get as animated. I yeah. think tonight yeah. is about as animated as I saw the him most tonight, I've which, seen. You know, you. I mean, I don't. I don't mind it because you know we never see that side of him, right? Yeah. So they, you must. I mean, if S, if you're getting a response out of SGA. You must not be doing something right. <laughs> right. But uh, I, I, honestly, for the ref, the ref take, I think you know, you never put it on their, you never put it in their hands, and I don't think they're the reason why one team lost and the other team won. But I mean, that's just the whistles that you're going to have to uh, get used to, especially when uh, the play-in and playoff time rolls in, especially if the Thunder make it. Absolutely, that is Drake Vitito. I am Matt Burton. We got Josh Conant back in the franchise studios. Drake and I are here at Flint Restaurant underneath the Cold Cord Hotel. Come on out. Say what's up to Kevin and Matt at the bar. They will take fantastic care of you. I believe they still have their Small Bites menu uh, going on until the kitchen closes uh, tonight or until the bar uh, closes. Chateau Briand. Yes, Chateau Briand. Chateau is like a castle. A chateau, or like a, a private residence, is it? an estate. I, I, like a, I'm not a French like a guy. chateau. I'm not a French guy. <laughs> Would you like to see French. my chateau? My chateau. But Drake I don't know what French Briand once is. in high school knows what fancy. chateau is. I love it. <laughs> right. yeah. Sounds very. Fancy. Maybe it's like Brian. Maybe it's just a name with a D at the end. The D is silent. It's it's Brian's private estate. Brian's private estate. Yes. That's right. Uh, and either neat. way, it, it looked very good. We saw uh, someone order the Chateau Briand. It looked fantastic. You, it cut, gets uh, cut gets table cut at side? The table, at the wow. table. What is happening? It's that's very, when you know, that's very when you know it's fancy. good. Absolutely. Good stuff. 
uh, going on here at Flint with their Valentine's Day menu rolling out. Uh, but we will be back after this with our tank commander and around the association. Welcome back to the Oklahoma City Thunder First Take Thunder postgame show on 1077 The Franchise. Majestic Wolf Lamp and his family. This is Galco, which is Hebrew for kindness. Welcome back. Franchise First Take Thunder postgame show. Matt Burton, Drake Vinito, Josh Connett, along with you. Drake and I are here at Flint Restaurant underneath the Colcord Hotel, where they've rolled out their Valentine's Day menu. Three uh, roses good on the stuff. table. I'm feeling in a lo- I'm in a loving mood. It's very intimate. Very intimate here. Got some roses on the table for us. Uh, but yeah, shout out to uh, shout out to Flint. Come say what's up to Matt and Kevin in the bar. They will take fantastic care of you as they always do to us have you have you shored up the valentine's day plans with the missus yes i have i have that's great I will not reveal where we're going that's okay but it's well a you're, a, pop- you're nice... a popular lad no absolutely i mean not. we it's can't have very... people interrupting your intimate time right it, it is not flint it is not flint we did not we did not get to book flint for of course uh, for valentine's day i mean we're already here so much it's a nice place nice place downtown it'll be uh it'll be very good stuff josh and then, oh, oh oh yeah josh. oh there's more there's and more then, hold on Erica has her uh, doctorate class, her her doctorate class after. <laughs> so, so, oh, yeah. So after, not not after, romantic. Right. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, yeah. so yeah, it will get very unromantic after the dinner. But. Josh, what about you? Um, we have short up plans. As as uh, as also, I agree with Matt. I will not say where we are going. Um, but well, it's going to be a it's, smart thing to do. It's going to be a good night. It's going to be a good day. Uh, it'll it'll be a good day. How about, how about you, Drake? Is there a um, is there love love interest? I have uh, I have I have some flowers going out to multiple places. <laughs> I and bet that's you, you do. Yeah, I bet you do. Multiple <laughs> I, addresses uh, got different I'll zip have codes. Them shipped out. Yeah, and none of them are going to get there on time. But that's exactly <laughs> how I wanted it to play out. Perfect. It's all going according to still plan. expediting the shipping, but they'll get there the day after Valentine's. You got to send a clear mm, message. You paid extra for it's expedited shipping. I love it. Plan. <laughs> Drake's got it all figured out. All figured out. Um, tonight, we had a tank commander of the game according to the plus minus stat. So let's get to that. We're good. Tanking. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, we're going. We're going. Tanking. Through the quad and into the gymnasium. Come on, everybody. That is right. Our tank commander of the game goes to the person who had the worst plus minus stat because that is how you determine who played the worst. Apparent, uh, allegedly, allegedly, that's how you tell. Uh, in tonight, it was Isaiah Joe, which <laughs> don't get it. Isaiah Joe was a minus 16 tonight with 16 points, three boards, six of 13 from the field, four of 11 from the three point line. I'll just say it right now, he's he's probably a large reason why the Thunder were able to make some of those runs <laughs> and stay within arm's yeah. reach of the Pelicans. So yeah, I don't agree. I probably would argue that he was the second best, maybe third best player on the court tonight. Yeah, no, he he, he did he did a lot of good things, but I mean, we got to have we? a tank. We have Who to have a tank commander to we question have to have, the almighty plus minus. We have to have a tank commander, and we we just have to go to our our trusty plus minus stat. And that's just that's just how it works. Listen, someone has to be the tank commander. You know, it, it maybe can't we should do minutes. Who, who has the least amount of minutes? It can't always be who we think. Well, according to <laughs> 
Oh, uh, they've updated it. They've updated it. Earlier when I had uh, ESPN pulled up on my phone here, they had Justin Jackson on the roster. <laughs> yeah, what's going waved? on? <laughs> Who got waived? I love sure. ESPN. So, yeah. That was also Shout on the out. Thunder been, program. Right. It has been uh, It has been updated, though. No Justin Jackson on the uh, lineup now well, that's uh, on good. ESPN. So that is good. Um, no Oost tonight, either. No, out. no Dario Sharich. Uh, is it Sharich? I was wondering because he has a. Is it, the, is, it the, is it two dots over the A? Is I there, no is there, a, is there I an don't accent? See over any the dots a? on the uh, on the depth chart? But, uh, oh, no you're idea. right. It's right so, in front of me. I'm dumb. Daniel, That's me. I think Daniel asked him, you know, how it's pronounced. Sharich, which well, I that's will good probably mess up because sometimes I get a tiny lisp for some words that I say. So Sharich. Actually helps me. Out. That helps you out. So, so you thanks. Can just lean into it. So thanks, Dario. Sorry, ahead of time, Dario. Nice. Josh, just keep it going. Let's, let's, get it. let's go. Let's go around the association. I appreciate you guys laughing with me. I know you guys always have my back. <laughs> no. No, That's we right. want, we want right. more jokes, Mr. Funny Man. <laughs> Mr. Funny Man. Uh, we've got a really you long can't ride. You scare me with yeah, your me words, Magic Man. Tell me a joke, Funny Man. We've got a really long <laughs> ride, so I need you guys to buckle up. Only eight teams are not playing buckle on up, Valentine's baby. Eve, so buckle up. Heading East, I'm Chicago Bulls, Orlando Magic in Chicago. Markel Fultz flirting on Valentine's Eve with a triple-double. 18 points, Ooh. 10 rebounds, 9 assists. Zach Levine, 26 points, 9 rebounds. Magic win it, 191. Bulls are stinky. But they're 16-2 and two at home, which is funny, <laughs> which is very funny. They're stinky, though. I agree. New look Nets take on the New York Knicks. In New York, Knicks at home. Jalen Brunson, 40 points. Spencer Dinwiddie, 28 points. Knicks win it, 124-106. to 106. I think Josh Hart is one of the more underrated additions that the Knicks made uh, before that trade deadline. So I'm very interested to see how the Knicks close out the season post-All-Star break. Pretty good. Ooh, Jalen Brunson. 40-burger. Oh, my goodness. 40 points on 15, 15 of 21. 15 Not of bad. 21 from the floor. Boardman gets paid. 6 of 9 from 3. Nice, nice. couple more guys flirting. In the next game, we got two of them. Denver Nuggets at the Miami Heat. Nuggets win it 112 to 108. Jokic, 27 points, 12 rebounds, 8 assists. Getting close. Jimmy Butler, 24 points, 10 rebounds, 9 assists. Even closer. Staying in the East, Houston Rockets taking on the Philadelphia 76ers. 76ers win it, 123-104. James Harden, 28 points, 10 assists, double-double for Harden. The beard. And then we've got uh, Houston's Jalen Green, 29 points. I'm really close to making a very absurdly hot take Just about the Rockets. Just Here, it. I don't yeah, think the Rockets play better when Jalen Green plays. Ooh. I've seen way too much I've seen way too much me ball with Jalen Green and I and I don't think it makes the Rockets play better. Yeah, he gets uh he gets his. He makes sure he gets his. Also, are the Nuggets the first team to forty? They got forty wins with that win tonight. I think they are the first to forty. I don't know. Did someone in the East have the Celtics are at 41? Oh, they are. Okay, I'm dumb. Continue. <laughs> okay. Drake's dumb. First in the West. <laughs> <laughs> the Indiana Pacers at home against the Utah Jazz. The Jazz win it 123 to 117. Marking in 29 points, 11 rebounds, double double for him. 
Tyrese Halliburton, 30 points, 12 assists, 3 steals. Jazz win it, though, in Indiana. Heading to Drake's favorite team. That is in Cleveland, Ohio. Cavaliers taking on the San Antonio Spurs. Cavaliers win it, 117-109. to 109. Donovan Mitchell, 41 points. No big deal. Carry on. Keldon Johnson, sorry, not carry on Johnson. Keldon Johnson for San Antonio, 25 points. Yeah, with uh, with the Nets getting depleted, Cavs are prime four spot right now. Four or three? Four, I think. I don't know. Cavs. Cavs dark, dark horse in the east. Calling it now. Staying there, Charlotte. Heading to Charlotte. At home against the Atlanta Hawks in a high-scoring game, no overtime. Hornets win it 144-138. to 138. We got LaMelo Ball, not the real Melo, the fake Melo, but he had 30 points, 15 yes. assists, and 6 rebounds. Trey Young had 25 points and 14 assists, just assisting everybody in that scored, game. The Hawks scored 42 in the fourth and still lost. <laughs> got some games going on. We got a second quarter, just started late game, East Coast, Portland Trailblazers at home against the Lakers. Trailblazers are up 53-32. to Anthony Davis, almost a double-double already before halftime, 13 points, 9 rebounds. We got five minutes before halftime. And uh, Damian Lillard, he's got 21 points, five minutes before halftime. You know know what's so, I I shouldn't say funny, but do you want to know what's so funny about the whole LeBron injury thing? I don't know if you guys noticed, like, the last seconds as he was getting subbed out in the OKC game, he was he was gra- he was grabbing his his foot. Yeah, no, he's out he's out with the foot injury. We were we were like making a joke that he's old and he kind of <laughs> outdid himself because you know it was the game to get thirty nine or thirty six or whatever. Yeah. Um, no, he I think he actually old manned himself. <laughs> I really do. <laughs> Two more games. Staying in California, Golden State Warriors taking on the Washington Wizards in the Golden State. Wizards are up though, fifty-eight to fifty. Porzingis sixteen points. Clay Thompson fourteen points. Last game, heading it up, heading down to Dallas. They got Kyrie. They've still got Luca. They're at home against the Timberwolves. Forty-six seconds left in the game. They're down by four to the Timberwolves. One twenty-two to one eighteen. Kyrie thirty-three points, six assists, and Anthony Edwards thirty-two points. Okay, I'm gonna make another extremely scalding hot take here. I don't know if uh, the Mavericks are going to even remotely make it. I don't even know if the Mavericks are going to make it to the Western Conference Finals or even make it to the second round, depending on who they match up with. I don't like I don't like two ball dominant guards, and especially not two ball dominant guards with Luka and Kyrie. So, um, don't know if this was the gr- it, it, it reeks of desperation a little bit. I'm going to say it. Hey, Mark, I can smell. <laughs> when you're a little nervous, all right? And that move was a little little desperation. Luca, so we'll see. Luca and Kyrie, 33 apiece tonight. Yeah, but this it hasn't. 24. Yeah, that's what we were saying. Like, uh, no defense. I, listen, vibes. I get it. It's the second. But listen, it's no a defense, hot take. No defense, just vibes. Yeah, right. Uh, it's a hot take because I don't want it to marinate. I'm making it right. out in front before anything substantial happens. Uh I don't know. I don't know. I don't think it's going to work. Not at all. Matt, do you think it's going to work? I know we haven't had a show since the uh, trade deadline, so. Right. Yeah, that's where. I, that's where I was. Uh, that's where I was about to go into. So thank you. The. Um, I. I do not think it'll work. No, just because. 
they traded away their best defender, <laughs> Dorian Finney-Smith. It's not and a good. They have they have no fit. defense. They have zero defense, uh, which is being shown tonight. I mean, Kyrie and Luca are both absolutely balling uh, tonight, and they're they're fighting for their life against the Timberwolves. So yeah, uh, and that's no shade to the Timberwolves. Timberwolves have been playing better um, this season. They're down down the stretch a little bit. So I don't know. I, I don't think it'll work. I think it was kind of a gamble bringing him in with. I mean, he's especially on an expiring without, contract. He's especially, a, yeah, yeah. He's an expiring contract, so you don't know if he's going to sign or not. I, I, I would. I mean, hope. have you have you seen his answers to the questions he's been getting right. about his his <laughs> long his quote unquote long stay in Dallas? Right. Yeah. No. He. I. I think he could be a Laker uh, sooner rather than later. Oh. But uh, this off season, but um, you know, I, I, I don't know. I don't know how much I like that. What What was you guys' favorite favorite trade? I mean. Or, here we'll, we'll do favorite trade, and then we'll talk about the Thunder's moves that they made. Drake, I'll start with you. Favorite right now? Yes, yes. Favorite move that was made on the trade deadline doesn't have to be for the Thunder. Anything like just Man. your favorite move? I can. Start, I don't know. I can start us out if we want to. Okay. Want to start out? I I just don't want to. I don't want to skip over one. So let me let me look at the full slate. But if you have suck. one at the top of your head, yes. head, it, uh, it it might suck for you know uh, the the pick control that the Thunder have. Uh, I think it's a very underrated move. The uh, Clippers getting Bones Highland yeah, from yeah. from the Nuggets for just a couple of second round picks, like they, they kind of just like offloaded Bones Highland. I know uh, they were going to have to pay him, and uh, Bones Highland was asked today, like you know, you know about you know playing with a great player in, in Jokic or two, sorry, two great players in Jokic and Jamal Murray in in, in Denver, and then now. Like the prospect of playing with two great players of Kawhi and PG yep. in LA, and he was like, "Yeah, there, there are two great players, like two phenomenal players here, and there's one phenomenal player, right, in Denver with Jokic. So you can you can lop Eric Gordon in like, there as well. I, I don't, to the Clippers. Yes, yes, so he does not. I, I think, you know, him and Jamal Murray. I think there was something there, and they're like, you know what, we'll just stick with Jamal Murray and ship Bones Highland. Uh, out to LA, but I think that was a great move for for them, and they got rid of Reggie Jackson. So I just I loved I, I kind of loved all the moves the Clippers made. So speaking of Reggie, I'm going to go with the Suns. Yeah. Obviously, KD's a great pick, especially when you can keep you know your top three right. uh, offensive dudes and Chris Paul, uh, Devin Booker, and DeAndre Ayton. But uh, they also got Reggie Jackson late. Yeah. Uh, it was not a part of the KD trade. They got it a little bit later, but. Um, if Reggie can come off the bench and do what he did with the Clippers when he was, you know, not at odds, I mean, yeah. I, I, I the Suns were already the new favorite when KD got there. But when I saw the Reggie trade, I was like, wow. I mean, that's you're adding depth, yeah, which is which is huge. My thing, I absolutely, I obviously love a trade for Kevin Durant. I mean, if you can pull off a trade for for him, I mean, that's just that's going to be a win no matter what. Yeah. My thing is like, why didn't they just do this in the offseason? Yeah, I know. They want to just pull the trigger in the offseason. You could play a whole season with Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, uh, Chris Paul, DeAndre Ayton on your team. If you're just going to get rid of all your picks and Mikael Bridges and, and Cam Johnson. Like, I know, and you know. That, just make that trade in the offseason. If you're not counting pick swaps and you're only counting Phoenix's picks that they own, not you know other ones that they got from other teams, yeah, it's only four first-rounders. Yeah, but still, I mean, still, that, that's that's worth it. I mean, that, oh no, I'm saying like that's it. a yeah. great deal. I yeah. was like, how did the Nets not get maybe just squeeze a little more? I mean, I right. I love Mikael Bridges. I I'm not gonna say that actually. I I don't know if I don't know. I was like, I'd love to see him as a Thunder, but then I was right. like, I I think we have enough of what he is. Yeah, 
Um, but I, I'm a big fan of Bridges. I think Johnson has his nights. Um, he's obviously a, a threat from three. Yeah. But I'm more concerned about the Nets still trying to be good just so those Rockets, because Rockets have all the next Nets picks. Right. Um, so I need the Nets to, like, stay relevant. Right. Not, absolutely. Not, not absolutely burn the ships. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Josh, did you have uh, one that stuck out to you? Uh, I got I got two. I'm going to back up first off the uh, Kevin Durant trade. I think that was a great trade, both sides. Nets getting a bunch more depth. Obviously, you need to get something for Durant if he's going to leave. You just sent Kyrie to Dallas. You need something for Kevin Durant. You learned that from OKC when he just left, right? Um, but Suns, I really love that trade for them, only because CP3 is probably going to get a ring now. I, that's, that's really my <laughs> only reason. I'm happy for him. Please get him a ring. The man deserves it. Um, but the other trade I wanted to point out was the uh, four-team trade that I don't think is going to happen unless it got changed. Uh, but it was the four-team trade. Pistons get James Wiseman. Warriors get Gary Payton. Hawks get Sadiq oh, yeah. Bay. Blazers happened. get Kevin Knox. Did it happen? Because yep. Gary Payton failed yep. the physical, right? Yeah, the Warriors The Warriors went ahead and uh, and accepted it. Wow, okay. And I think they're launching an investigation. I think that was their <laughs> thing. They're going to love that. They are going to... Uh, yeah, accept it and then launch an investigation afterwards. Gotcha, because I knew he failed the physical, and that was going to be my trade to point out that it was just kind of funny because I was like, man, a failed physical to, to miss a four-team right. trade is just hilarious to me. Right. Yeah, because Sadiq Bay played for the for the, uh, for the the Hawks tonight. Oh, that's, yeah. Didn't yeah. do a whole lot, but sorry for do him, much. But, um, but, yeah, no, that, that was a big trade. Had a lot going on. A lot. Um, yeah, getting the Warriors just giving up. James, on James Wiseman already, like, just, he literally like, just gave up. I really don't understand. Second round that. pick, or not second round, second overall pick. Excuse me. Uh, just said, you know what? We'll see you later. We're, we're done with this. The Timberwolves beat the Mavs by three. So the new look Mavs still winless, zero and two with their trade. Love to see it. I uh, do. Real quick before we get out of here, uh, uh, obviously the Thunder did make moves uh, during the trade deadline, shipping um, Mike Muscala up to Boston, Sad. and then Darius Baisley to. Uh, the Phoenix Suns. Uh, I, knee-jerk kind of reactions is like, I mean, the Thunder kind of took care of them by like sending them to like good spots where you're like yeah. competing. You're going to compete for titles probably. Um, um, and then the main thing for me is that, we, and we've talked about we've talked about it before when Darius Baisley was on the Oklahoma City Thunder. To me, he just got drafted over. He just got drafted over where. Got guys like Jeremiah Robinson Earl that were playing better than him. Uh, you drafted Chet Holmgren. You drafted—I mean, Poku was playing better than him. More consistent. You drafted, you drafted Usman Jang, who was yeah. playing better than him. Like, yeah. it's it, and playing similar positions. And uh, Mike Muscala, kind of the same thing. It, it didn't really have futures with, with the Thunder long term, and you just get whatever you can for him. And second round picks were kind of being thrown around like hotcakes on, right. on trade deadline yeah. day. So why not just pick a couple up yourself and, and, and move down the road, move on from some guys that weren't going to be here uh, long-term. And with that being said, Sarich, the game-wise, ball-wise, a lot similar to Muscala. I think he has a little bit better handle. Um, he, he He's comfortable yeah. with the ball in his hands, but he's pretty much younger Muscala, pretty much same shooting splits. He can, he can pop it behind the three-point line too, but... I, I, I fully expect him to get some run. Obviously not today because I don't know when exactly he got here. He's only been practicing a couple days. It's gonna yeah. take a couple days, but we're gonna see we're gonna see some Sarich minutes very soon. Do you like that? Double S. I nice. I just really my initial reaction to uh both the trades 
my personal response was just sad for Muscala just because he was the guy that said, I want to keep my whole career in Oklahoma City no matter what type thing. Uh, but he is going to a contender, so I think every player's goal is to win a championship, and now he's going to get that opportunity, which the Thunder Sam Presti has been known to do, ship guys to great, great landscapes and great chances to win a championship. And Darius Baisley, same thing, going to the Suns after they get Durant, that's amazing for him. So Darius Baisley, Mike Muscala, best wishes to them. I hope they hope they do well. Absolutely, and uh, our well wishes to Madison Morris, formerly of uh, this here post-game show and OKC82. Big Mike Muscala fan, she was. So uh, thoughts go out to Madison Morris. But this is your first take Thunder post-game show right here on 107.7 The Franchise. Coming up, we'll do a vibe check, and we will GTFO. Welcome back to the Oklahoma City Thunder first take Thunder post-game show on 107.7 The Franchise. You know the vibes? You know the vibe. I know them well. Mick Vitito, Josh Connett, Drake and I are here at Flint Restaurant underneath the Cold Court Hotel. Come on out. Say what's up. Say what's up to Matt, Kevin, in the bar. Check out their Valentine's Day menu. I'll drop, out. I'll drop a Valentine's Day compliment. Yeah, well, Drake, yeah. Will Drake shake people's us. hands on yes. Valentine's Eve? Is that a, no, is that I'm, still I'm a thing? No, dropping, I'm dropping V-Day compliments. Oh, you want one right okay. now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can I get one? Oh, hey yeah, girl, both one. are you are you are you India? Because I'm India. That was good. Thank you. That was a good one. Thank you. I'm, I'm here really all we, night. I'm really glad we both didn't laugh at that, Matt. Thank you. Appreciate, appreciate <laughs> you guys. You guys. You guys. Well, because I was taking it as a sincere. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, was, no, I, I wasn't dying it. on the inside. <laughs> I wasn't taking it as a joke. I was yeah, taking it as a sincere yeah. uh, compliment. So maybe, thank you very maybe, much, Drake. maybe one of those locations for the flowers tomorrow is for you. Hey, can, oh, hey, Drake. You that? got two. Can I get one? No. Oh. <laughs> JK. JK, love you. Happy V-Day. Let's get a vibe check. You know the f- vibes? You sure you're all good? No, I'm actually not good, man. Can I tell you something? Yeah, bro, yeah. The vibe's off, man. Uh, the, the park vibe? Yeah, the park vibe's off, man. Get real, dude. Your vibe's off. Is it noticeable? Is it noticeable? I, I don't know. I, think, I feel like I bring in some good vibes. All right, you have four minutes to tell me what the f- is going on. I, I don't know, man. I, I, th- I thought my vibe was chill, bro. No, well, you thought wrong. So... That's your, that's your, that's your bad. Let's get a vibe check. All right, I want to make one thing clear too. There's going to be some people around, maybe this post game show, Uh-oh. that are going to try to lie to you and manipulate you and say that Uh-oh. whenever we did this on pregame, did something happen when I was gone, and that we did this on pregame with Jerry, <laughs> that someone, me, messed it up. <laughs> That, that someone did good vibes first, oh, and I love the coming and not clean. bad vibes I love first. It. And this is—I just want to say this is fake news. This didn't happen. <laughs> we this didn't happen at all. We go through our pregame routine every single I've never pre-game. messed it up, and I postgame. Drake's literally Listen, like, I, I leave. You're one. supposed to be I our have leader. Never messed it up on postgame. I have never messed it up on postgame this season. You're supposed to be the guy that we look to for guidance. God. I've never. You're supposed it up. to be our constant path, our yellow brick road. On post game this season, I have never messed it up. If I lose Ever. my way, you are supposed to be my guiding light. Ever. And if I you will are messing that. If you are messing up before I mess up, what does that say? Oh, we're going Who off the I rails. Who do I look to for guidance? God, I feel like I'm arguing with one of my exes. 
<laughs> Don't point out which one. I just one. want to say that, that, that didn't happen on a post game. I have never messed up a post game vibe, uh, vibe check. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not mad uh, this season. I have never messed one up this season. I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. So <laughs> why don't you why don't you get your disappointed vibe check going, Drake? Okay, I'll start. <laughs> um, bad vibes. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a little bit of a of a curve. Um, we've we've hinted. You know, JRE coming back, he's going to be back into the fold. Sarich makes things very interesting. I know he didn't play tonight, but just what he brings to, uh, you know, the minute split, if you if if I can call it that. Bad Vibes tonight goes to uh, Mark Dagnall. I was oh, yeah. not a big fan. I was not a big fan of some of the lineouts he was throwing out tonight. Now, granted, I understand. If you want to go all the way back to preseason, he said, listen, we're going to be throwing out some lineups out there. That are going to be a little question marky, yep, a little questionable. Um, you know, Mark, that's great, but I also don't know if you thought that this team was going to do so well as they are right now. Um, I think I think you're supposed to be a little bit fluid in these situations. You know, with how well the Thunder have been playing, I know they got the loss tonight, but with how well they've been playing, I think I think you got to you got to constrain it a little bit. You got to, and, and here's why I'm mad in the first place. Okay, and I'm not bagging on anyone. Okay. I'm just saying I would rather see these minutes go to other people that have proven more over a longer span of time. Um, Lindy Waters got six minutes tonight, okay? Now, granted, he hit a three, like right off the bat, which kind of is playing into why I'm giving Mark Dagnall um, bad vibes in the first place. He hit that three, like, pretty much right away, right? And he only gets six minutes. Like, does he know he has six minutes and he's just letting it fly? Right. Or are you putting him in a situation where... You're like, okay, you're gonna get this amount of minutes, but if you start doing some things, we're gonna we're gonna ride it out and see how it goes. I feel like that's kind of been the situation with Aaron Wiggins. I don't understand why. He didn't have the greatest game last game in Portland, but Wiggins played twelve minutes, was perfect from the field. He only shot once, but he got a rebound and an assist. And I just I just wish those six minutes would have gone somewhere else. It didn't they don't have to go to Wiggins, but I'm just saying reallot them to where it makes sense in the context of a game, especially when you're down. I mean, this isn't one of those games where the Thunder are up 12 to 15. Like, okay, you want to give Lindy Water some minutes then? Right. Go right ahead. Give him when, you know, game's out of line. You just want to see him maybe build some maybe build some equity for maybe some other teams that are potentially looking for a guy like him. But in a game like tonight, where the Thunder are in the standings, so close to the Pelicans, Pelicans are just ahead of them in the standings, I don't understand the thinking process behind uh, some of the lineouts that were tatted up tonight. Tatted up, touted out tonight. So bad vibes goes to Mark Dagnall. Good vibes. Um, I called this one right after the behind the back play. I texted it in the group chat just because you know it warrants um, the praise that he's about to get. I'm going J Dub. I think he was pretty integral tonight. Besides, you know the production he put out. I think he brought a toughness that was missing in that first half that the Thunder desperately needed to stay within arm's reach of the game. I mean, yeah. the Pelicans stretched the lead out to like 15 at one point. I want to say no, like 19 in that first half. Ever in you know the the, the rising point for the Thunder was when he got that steal. He clutched it with two hands and he like yelled at it like, "Hey." We're playing tonight, guys. It's, yeah. it's time to, to ramp it up a little bit. Um, I, I think J-Dub is by far top three, maybe top two pick in this year's draft thus far from what we've seen production-wise. I'm very excited to see him in the rising. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see him in the rising star stuff. I know it doesn't really mean much in the long 
friend, but I, I think it's just an honor just for him to even be in that conversation with those other guys, the Giddies, the Paolos. Uh, but I, I, there's not much else we can say. I mean, we I'm just sitting here waiting for him to have that moment, like that slip-up. Two yeah. or three games, that rookie, that quote-unquote rookie, rookie moment, yeah. a rookie wall, and it's just never happened. And yeah. if you're the Thunder, I mean, how pleased can you be? I mean, he, he, he looks like the leader out there tonight. I, I mean, I understand the SGA is that guy, and that's never going to be out of the question. But he was showing it tonight. Yeah. When SGA wasn't stepping up, he was cutting that slack. He was he was stepping up when, when Shea was off. So I, I've had nothing but praises to sing about him, and I can't wait to see how he looks post-All-Star break because he's just been improving. Absolutely, Josh. Let's get a vibe check. Bad vibes. Nobody's ever messed it up. I was going to give bad vibes to whoever messed it up, but the they season. confessed it. On the post-game it. show this season, no one. <laughs> but they confessed it. He came clean. We're good. I'm not going to give it to him. Bad vibes. It's going to Jay Will. The other Jalen Williams. 0 of 3 from the field. All of them were three-pointers. Only played 16 minutes. Minus 7 plus minus. That doesn't matter, though. One block, two assists, one rebound. Just, I didn't feel him tonight. I feel like he's been kind of on a stretch where he's been having good games and stringing them together, which has been great to see because at the beginning of the season, kind of looked a little lost. Um, and he kind of looked like he was coming into his own recently, gaining some confidence in that shot and uh, playing pretty well. But this game just wasn't it. And I, I don't know if it was JRE coming back and getting more minutes, only two more minutes he got. He shot a lot more in those two more minutes. But I just don't know. He had an off night, and I feel like he's better than that. He's better than what he showed tonight. So bad vibes to Jalen Williams. Jay will Jalen Williams. Uh, good vibes, though. It's going to go to a person that I love how much they shoot. That is the sole reason I'm picking them. 4 of 11 from 3. That's Isaiah Joe. 6 of 13 from the field. So he hit both of them, which were like some pull-up middies that I loved, by the way. Didn't think he had that, but he does. Um, but 4 of 11 from 3, he uh, just kept cranking them up. Usually he shoots better than this. I understand he didn't shoot that well tonight. 4 of 11, I still think is pretty decent. Uh, but for him, it's not that good. Um, also, three rebounds, uh, no assists, no steals, none of that. But just one turnover. 16 points is what he ended up with. But Isaiah Joe, I, I just like whenever he does pull up that value in three-pointers because I think most of the time, I would say 70-80% of the time, he's making more than that. I think tonight was a little bit of an off night, but I like the I like the amount of shots that he threw. So thank you, thank you, Isaiah Joe. Just keep keep throwing them up. He should be in the three-point contest, by the way. I know you're listening, Adam Silver. Put him in. What are we doing at this point? I think he leads the league in, in three-point percentage still. I could be wrong now after a four, four of 11, but three-point. He does. Confirmed. Pre-game. Thank you. Thank you. Isaiah Joe still leading. He should be in the three-point contest. Put him in, Adam Silver. That's all. Good vibes, Isaiah Joe. Put him in. Put him in. Uh, my bad vibes. Like how I did that? My bad vibes. Good job. Thank, thank God you, you did. <laughs> Tonight, go to <laughs> go to uh, Lugan Stewart. Uh, Lou Dort tonight, um, six points, one of seven from the floor, 0 of four from three. Um, <clears throat> came crashing back down to earth. I mean, yeah. <laughs> that's really what, what happened. He, he was perfect from the field uh, against Portland in his return game off the bench. Uh, gets back into the starting lineup. Um, and then just really, like I just said, came crashing back down to earth. Um you know, I I still still believe in Lou Dort, still a believer. Um, 
but got to got to pick it back up offensively. And defensively, I'm not going to hold him hold much against him tonight. It was a plus thirteen, right? Best that's not out of everyone. That's what I'm <laughs> like, like, I'm I'm this bad vibes is purely just on the right. offense, right? Right, 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 right. This right. Just purely Ludor's offense because on defense, Brandon Ingram hit some insane shots tonight. Like there was literally, like I said earlier in the first segment. There was nothing more Lou Dort could do on some of these, like, except for be six foot nine, except he he could be taller. Uh, that's that's just sometimes the risk you run. I mean, when you're a defensive stopper, um, and make no mistake, he is a defensive stopper. Whenever he's six four and Baron Ingram six ten with a seven whatever wingspan, he's just yep. shooting it over him sometimes. And that's even what he, would when do. he has a hand. Even, He'd back him up. Yeah, literally step and, back. That's and it. so I, I hold nothing against Lou Dort on defense. I mean, Brandon Ingram was just feeling it tonight, and uh, sometimes there's just really nothing uh, that you can do. But offensively, came crashing back down to earth a little bit. Um, but I'm still a believer. Still a believer in Lou Dort. My good vibes tonight, I'm going to go with Kenrich Williams. Uh, tonight. Played 31 minutes, um, had nine points, eight boards, and five of those boards were offensive rebounds. Um just kind of doing doing a little bit of everything. Three assists, one steal, one block. Uh, tonight was 4-7 from the field. Hit his only three-pointer that he took. Uh, Kenrich, and two, I mean, he was playing a lot of, like, big minutes. Like, I mean, he was playing a lot of minutes uh, as kind of, quote-unquote, the big guy. I mean, Jalen Williams, Jay Will only had 16 minutes. Jeremiah Robinson Earl only had 18, which is understandable. He's just coming back uh, from a long injury. So, Kenrich Williams was kind of Kind of like their de facto center, almost. Also like, brought also the physicality exactly. that they did not have exactly. early on. So, I mean, that and then, yeah, I mentioned five offensive rebounds. Anytime you're a guy like Kendrick Williams, you can get five offensive rebounds. That's uh, You're living right. You're doing something right. So, shout out to Kenrich, man. Um, but he did a lot of good things tonight for the Baby Thunder. And that nice was our vibe check. I'd can I add something before we get out of here? Yeah, let's do it. Um, something we didn't touch on about the Thunder. Something to definitely look to, like storylines post-All-Star break, is non-SGA lineups. Yeah. I've noticed after the past couple of games that Thunder tend to get down when SGA is not in the game. Now, that's completely understandable with the state this team is in right now. Still super young, still trying to figure out lineups. That's cool. But if indeed this Thunder team do make it to a playoff, that is something that's going to have to get switched around. You got to yeah. figure out those lineups. You got to figure out who's working for you. The addition of Isaiah Joe coming off the bench definitely helps because he's usually pretty much on. He'll give you you know six to nine points, if not more, uh, per game. But those non-SGA lineups just keep keep watching how yeah. those lineups do and who does well because they were putting out some lineups tonight. Non-SGA, I, I think it was Giddy, JRE. Ken Rich, Joe, which, you know, in, in another world, maybe in a tanking world, like we don't bat deny, just we need to find a, a presence, a, a solid, consistent presence, second scoring option. And if it has to be by committee, then fine. But just just something to pay attention to post-All-Star break, those, uh, those non-SGA lineups and what's working when he's not on the floor. Absolutely. This, uh, this loss tonight... Brings the Thunder to 27 and 29 uh, on the season, uh, I believe. It was the sixth time, the sixth time that the Thunder had a chance to get to 500, right. and it was the sixth time they failed. Right. 
the uh, I think a little bit hinges on the Portland game tonight. Or, or if this, is Portland playing? Yes, they are, and they were cruising kind of. Um, they were playing the Lakers. That's right? the Lakers. Yeah. So up by almost twenty. Uh, the Blazers will probably jump the Thunder uh, tonight to get up to the eleven spot. Now the Thunder are at the eleven spot. Um, to, as far as right now, tonight it'll probably change. Thunder will be back down to twelve, uh, but still everything's kind of jumbled up in the West. Um, so we'll see how that all shakes out. We haven't checked Tankathon in a while. I don't know. Not the easiest um, of schedules either. Um, yeah, I, coming I up for the Thunder, they play. They'll go to you. They'll they'll play versus Houston. I expect them to bounce back right. and uh, beat Houston. Then they'll go to Utah. Then they go to Phoenix. Then they have a double header at home versus the Kings, a team uh, that they lost to earlier in the season. Yeah. Uh, and then they'll turn around and play the Lakers again. So I know I know there were I think it was just based off of record it was the easiest the easiest schedule thus far. But after the trade deadline, you there's no way you could say that. There's right. no way there. Even if it is true on paper, there's no way that the Thunder have the easiest schedule remaining in the West. Right, absolutely. The uh, The Thunder are at the reverse 11 spot um, for the draft lottery. Should give them an 8.5% chance at getting a top four pick and a 1.8% chance at the number one overall pick. So, so you're telling me there's odds. a chance. You're telling me there's a chance. Um, but just to, to kind of close it up here, you mentioned earlier, you know, you got like you hate you hate having expectations yeah. for this team, but it's kind of fun. It's kind of fun. Having I will know every time we have had expectations, yes. they've lost. They the have. last time we had expectations was the Kings game, they and absolutely they have. lost. And then they, you know, I didn't really have any expectations for the LA game because number one, I don't think the Lakers are necessarily great, um, right. and it was a big moment. It was it was a cool story. Don't get me wrong, but I don't think it's a notable game outside of that. Um, I think it's a good win just to be in that situation. A lot yeah, of yeah. spectacle, a lot of eyes on you. Um, that win in Portland, I did like. Um, but we've beat Portland out of the last seven times we played them. So a little bit of an expected thing. Um, and then tonight uh, kind of sucked because it was a game that they should have won. They yeah. were favored by two and a half. Should have been more because that was before they knew that McCollum was or was not sitting. playing. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah. But again, again, we have to come back to this youngest team in the league it's not all rainbows and butterflies there will be peaks and there will be valleys the biggest thing is just like in life it's all about how you respond absolutely absolutely i expect them expect them to uh on wednesday against the houston rockets i don't know if we'll have post game but uh it's it's a wednesday so we should i don't know if uh if ou plays or anything but i believe uh, they play tomorrow yes they do they do so we should have post game uh on wednesday we'll be right back here um, is that game? It, yes, it will. We'll be right back here at Flint Restaurant where we are tonight underneath the Cold Court Hotel. Come on out. Say what's up to Matt and Kevin. Uh, check out their Valentine's Day menu. Uh, I believe their Small Bites menu is still going on tonight as well. Oh, gosh. I totally I, – I had a brain fart. I wasn't looking at the dates, and I was like, oh, my God, they have a triple header. They play Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. And I was like, oh, wait. That's that's the Friday, the next Friday. Okay, gotcha. the All Star. It's the All Star break. I right. was like, of course, I've never seen a team play three nights in a row. <laughs> right, right. The rare, back to back to back. Right. Uh, but for us on the franchise first take Thunder post game show, that will do it. I am Matt Burton. We got Drake Vitito and Josh Conant along with you. If you missed this episode, uh, ch- check out OKC eighty two wherever you get your podcast, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. All that good stuff. But coming up on 107.7 The Franchise, we have VSIN Network. I'm